Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pursuing Greatness podcast, a place where experts share their wisdom on living well by mastering your health, your wealth, your relationships, and your spirit. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone that the best way to support the show is simply to share this episode with your friends and family. Also, if you want to learn more about Mastering Life, go to our website at pursuinggreatnesspodcast.com. With that said, I hope you enjoy the episode. We have a very special guest with us today, so grab your pen and paper and enjoy the journey. All right, we are live. Today we have with us James Perryman. James is a coach and he helps small business owners improve motivation, teamwork, productivity, and sales by giving them the self-awareness, confidence, and tools to unleash their potential. James, thank you very much for hopping on the show with me today. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for writing me. Yeah, and what a what a mouthful that is of the title. But as I as I hear you say it, I think that's exactly what I do. And I'm proud of it. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed <laughs> it. I love it. Um, great. Well, yeah, thanks for hopping on. Uh, to get us started, why don't you tell everybody, you know, who you are, what you do, and how you got started down that path in the first place. Of course. So I'm James. Uh, so my I run a business. It's called Momentus. And as Gabe said, it's all around helping small business owners become more self-aware. Uh, and it's not just about the business as a whole, but it's about leadership teams. It's about people who play significant roles within that business. And I love what I do. So why do I do it? Well, you know what? I've, I've had a corporate career before I started my own business. I've been in a business. I know what it's like when you are, when you're lost, when you've lost your motivation, you've lost your mojo and you've lost your ability to tell people about yourself, to get your message across, whether you're presenting at a team meeting, you're presenting to a, a big board of senior people, you're trying to have a one-to-one -one with someone. Um, it's impactful when you just when you aren't yourself. And and I went through that journey. I went through a period about halfway through my corporate career where I was doing the wrong stuff. I was trying to be everything to everyone. And my body said to me, James, you can't do this anymore. Like you've got to give up. You've got to you've got to change how you work and you've got to become more self-aware. You've got to know when you're when you're taking your your stress levels too far, when it's impacting on other people. And you've got to be able to talk. You've got to be able to tell people that you're struggling and you've got to be able to tell people what you're trying to achieve. You know, what, what are your ambitions? What are your goals? Why are you working like this? And it took for me a great coach at that time to, to kind of hold that mirror up and really help me through that. And that was my first experience of coaching. And as I went kind of through my career and, and changed a lot for the better through my career, and then ultimately left the kind of the corporate world, the business world, about five years ago, I knew that what I wanted to do was help people who were like me at that time and help them, you know, just remove the noise. And, and there's that saying about you can't see the wood for the trees, but I really believe it because sometimes you really can't see what's in front of you because you're clouding yourself, you're blinding yourself with too much. So that's why I do it. I love it. And I love the results. And I love those light bulb moments when what's going on, they get their potential and they're full of energy. They're full of self-belief. It's, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I've been in that, uh, that situation before myself where it's just, you know, you're in it so deep that you can't, mm. you just can't see where you are. And you're like, you can't figure out the way out, even though it's, it is relatively simple to do it. Um, but you really, you need that perspective in order to take the next step. Um, so it sounds like, so you really work on helping people become more self-aware, um, and, and the emotional intelligence side of things. Mm. Um, so kind of take us through, you know, when you, when you 
let, let's say I'm uh, you know, a middle manager at a corporation um, and I reach out to you um, and I'm like, you know, I'm stuck. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, what is the process that you kind of take people through when you, when you, you know, help them get, get their careers back and moving um, and, and on to the next step? Yeah, of course. So I think as with any good coach, obviously that first step is about having a discussion with that person. So you and I would, we would talk typically, you know, being, being kind of international, we would use something like Zoom or Skype to, to, to meet each other, to see each other. And for me to hear around what's going on for you, what's not going on for you, and to hear it in your words. I don't want you to write it down because I might misinterpret it. I won't get the tone. I won't get the energy, whether it's high or low. So I want to hear it from your hear it from your voice until you say it. And it gives you a chance to get to meet me so that ultimately I know I can help you. I'm confident I can help you and you are confident I'm the right person for you. And when we start that journey, then invariably with someone in that kind of position, middle management, a bit stuck, not sure what to do, then a form of self-assessment is the first step we would go through because invariably that's what people need. They need to be able to to see themselves but through a different lens. And emotional intelligence is a great tool because not only does it, for me, does it do a lot of things that well-known behavior and preference tools such as DISC and Insights do, but it adds another layer. It brings in very heavily the aspect about the impact you have on other people. And a tool that I use for emotional intelligence that I'm kind of a qualified assessor and trainer in looks at, it looks principally at two levels. It looks at yourself, um, so your, your personal intelligence, and then it looks at other people, so your interpersonal intelligence. And it's on three levels. So the first level is about your self-regard and your regard for other people. So it's, as a real foundation, do you like who you are? Do you know what your values are? Do you know why you get out of bed? To, to live every day, to go to work, to do the job you do? And do you have the ability to recognize that other people have that right as well? They have a right to, to have a purpose, to enjoy what they do. The second level then is around your, your self-awareness. So when you are feeling emotional, when you're in those fight or flight moments, are you aware of it? Can you sense it? Do you know that you're maybe about to make a bad decision? You're about to say something you regret. And similarly, do you recognize it in other people? And do you recognize the impact that, uh, that you have on other people, positively and negatively? And the third level is then how you manage it. So when you, you are, you've got good self-regard, you're very self-aware, and you see those moments coming up, or you even find yourself in a moment, have you got a really good ability to manage your emotions, manage what happens on the back of those emotions? And of course, then manage your relationships with people. And it might be the situation comes up, and actually, you're fine. You're not triggered. Your emotions haven't haven't spiked, but you know it's going to happen to someone else because you know them. You're aware of them. You respect them. You've got regard for them, and actually, you manage the situation for them so that it's good for them. And and that split model of you and others over those three levels just opens so many doors to people. It opens their eyes. And and the tool I use gives a, a bit of a traffic light report and the red, amber, green around all those different elements, and it facilitates a conversation to say right. Before we go into the detail of the report and what it says, be prepared with it. And I can sit down with you and say, right, you know, things that I've read in the report make me think that maybe you've had some experiences in the past where you've been let down by people. You've been promised things and it's not come to life. If that's right, talk me through what happened. Talk me through how you, how you felt at the time. 
What did it do for relationships? What did it do for your self-confidence, your self-esteem? And it helps me test that I've interpreted the report in the right way. And it helps then ease you into the process of going through the report. And the report can be on three levels. It can be a high-level snapshot, which often is really good. It can be the other extreme, which is a really full executive-level report, where it goes into a lot of detail. And that's great for more senior managers. But the ideal answer for middle managers is the, the development report that sits in the middle. It's got a good balance of giving high-level messaging that you understand with some of the granularity and the detail. And we just work through that report bit by bit. Because you, you know, if there's five or six development needs that come out of that report and that conversation with me, I wouldn't want you to go ahead and try and work on all five or six at once because that's just too much. I want to break oh. it down into the ones that you believe in, that you recognize are the areas that you need to really strengthen and that you can pick them off. And as you start improving, actually, you go on that journey and it makes things a lot easier as we go. And that's really the starting point. And it's, you know, it's easing people into that self-awareness, that understanding of emotional intelligence. I think it's still relatively new in business, but people are warming to it more and more. They're recognizing that it is something to learn from and to embrace. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, self-awareness is, especially when it comes to meetings. Uh, so I did corporate for seven years. I was in management consulting and um, uh, I, I noticed there were some people who I just, they just, I, they didn't understand <laughs> that they were in mm. a room with other people and, uh, yeah, and yeah. It, it, it could be frustrating. Um, so how do you, how do you recommend people, you know, first identify that they lack self-awareness and then how to how do they how would you help them increase their self-awareness so i think the you know if we take that example of a middle manager i would bring to life examples that i know most middle managers would have to go through so it might be having a tricky one-to-one with one of their team someone who's underperforming so how do they how do they approach that conversation how do they feel during the conversation and what does it look like at the end how are they feeling and how's the other person feeling Talk about scenarios where they've maybe got to present to their boss, which typically might then be someone at a more senior level um, and quite senior in the organization. I talk to them about how what most people are doing in middle management, and that is working far too long and probably on the wrong stuff. So they're getting in early. They're even, you know, they're, they're doing stuff at home before they get to the office. They're staying late. When they're home, they're not really present at home because they're on the phone. They're just having a quick look at emails. They're quickly just following up on stuff. And that trips into the weekend. And then the quality time with their partner, with their kids, with their friends, wider family is just being impacted. And I know they're the they're the kind of example of three different things that typically middle managers in this situation will go through. And so I'll just get them to talk me through them using their own words. And again, that helps with them having those light bulb moments. And they go, yeah, do you know what? Every time I, I have to have a difficult conversation with someone, I crumble, I get nervous beforehand, I don't prepare well, I go into the conversation and I'm very confrontational because I'm feeling defensive when actually I know the person I'm speaking to, I know I take, need to take a different approach with them and I just don't stop and think about it. And I help them then think, right, so how would you prepare? How would you think about the person you've got to speak to? What, what do they need to hear? How do they need to get feedback from you? How do they need to get praise from you? How can you manage your emotions beforehand and what do you need to do afterwards? Do you need 10 minutes to walk around the building to get some fresh air, let your heart rate come down, let your stress levels come down and so on and help them put, put mechanisms in place, processes in place to, to manage some of those situations and, and put them into practice. 
and see the difference it makes. I love it. So it sounds like, um, I mean, when it comes to how, how do you increase your self-awareness? It sounds like, uh, I mean, for your processes, a lot of it comes with reflection in conversation. So you're, you're basically in the conversation dealing with specific situations that were emotionally charging for them. Um, and then them kind of reflecting on that being like, crap, you're right. I didn't, you know, this is, this does, uh, it, it primes me. It, it, it gets my emotions going high and kind of reflecting on it and figuring out where, what areas you, you need to deal with. Is that, uh, it does, right? yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And where people have gone through those experiences, that's even better because they, they know them, they can relate to them. Where people maybe are doing something new because they're on a bit of a journey, they're on a career journey, and it might be that they're going for an interview. It might be they're going into, they've got an opportunity to present to the board of the company, and it's a big thing. That self-awareness is really key of, kind of visualizing that situation, visualizing how you'll be feeling five minutes before you go into the interview. How will you be feeling five minutes before the agenda slot says, right, Gabe, it's your turn now. You're going to present to us and your heart's racing, you're sweating and all those things help you think they're going to happen. So think about what you're going to do when they're happening, because then when they do and you've thought about it and practiced it and visualized it, it won't feel alien and you'll be ready for it. And you'll be, yeah, right. I'm ready for this presentation. Let's, let's do this. Let's make it happen. Rather than, you start and your voice wobbles and you're sweating and everyone's trying not to look at you and, and so on. Yeah, absolutely. I used to uh, compete in jujitsu and um, I used to sit, tell myself that I'd just stand in the fire and every time I'd go up to it, I'd just be like peeing my pants where I'm like, all right, I'm doing this. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love it. So um, going forward, so, you know, you have, you've been running your business, it sounds like about five years now, um, you yeah. got some good traction. Where, uh, where do you see, are you a one man show or are you looking to build your business into a, uh, um, you know, a team and et cetera? So the, the business is growing. So literally right at the moment, I've um, got a partner who's, who's coming in, who's left a long corporate career uh, as a very senior leader. So kind of director level in, in one of the big telecoms companies over here. And she brings a wealth of experience of executive mentoring, but also customer experience. And that's an area that I play in also because I think as well as being aware of yourself, aware of your impact on other people, businesses have customers. You need customers and clients to sustain your business. So you need to know how to talk to them. And if you're having a really crappy day, crappy journey into work, coffees, coffee machine's broken, the, the restaurant is shut, you, you've stubbed your toe on while well, you're getting dressed, you can't bring that to a customer when you speak to them. You've got to bring your A game on. It's got to be the best conversation you have. So what, how do you talk to customers? How do you create great experiences for them? And so, so her coming in is going to really solidify the experience side of things. So, so it'll be really clear how, as a business, Momentus works with businesses, but also individuals, those middle managers who, who are seeking our su support directly rather than you know through through a coaching program in their business so that's the next stage of growth and you know we've got people we know who we've worked with in our own corporate careers who have said you know guys if ever we could work with you work for you we would love to so we we're seeing that this is laying the foundations then to to bring more people in as associates as consultants who knows maybe as employees awesome who knows what the future it. brings yeah, for sure. Well, uh, well, best of luck. I mean, it sounds like you guys are having some great, um, great results for your clients. So that's great. Um, do you get a lot of people from, um, who, you know, we've used the middle manager, uh, example, um, mm. who, who, you know, was 
needs to be more self-aware and wants to get improve their career. Um, do you get a lot of people who are looking to make the jump into entrepreneurship at all? Um, and then do that type of coaching? I do. I do. And I've got a, a couple of clients at the moment, kind of just personal clients who are doing exactly that there, you know, and particularly obviously with what we've been going through globally with COVID and, and a lot of people whose jobs have been impacted, they've, they've chosen to leave or they've just been, you know, the situation has forced that they don't have a job anymore. And they've made that decision. I don't want to go into another company. I don't want to be an employee. I want to be my own boss. And, and I was there and I didn't know what I didn't know. How do you start a business? How do you create a name? How do you create a brand? How do you get customers? How do you go out and pitch? You know, all of these things you just, you've not had to do before in the main. So I do help people go through the journey I've been through by sharing the knowledge that I have of having gone through it, but also sharing, sharing the highs and lows and making sure that they go back to what are they really good at? You know, and typically in a corporate career, you, you invariably do the stuff that you're good at. It plays your skills. But to some extent, often we're doing things that don't motivate us, don't excite us. We just do them because they're part of the job description that we've been given or the job description that transformed a year ago. Whereas when you're an entrepreneur, it's in your gift to shape your business and to do exactly what you love doing. So you're never in a job. You're just doing what you're passionate about and you're living to your values. And that you can choose not to be on your email at seven in the morning. You can choose to knock off at one o'clock and go to the park and play football with the kids. Whatever it might be, it's a different lifestyle. It has different stresses. It has different highs and lows. And they are different. But, you know, I, for me, I think the highs and lows are worth the rewards of, of being a business owner. And, and I love helping people have that determination and strength of character to say, Do you know, what? I'm going to give this a go. And invariably, people who have been who have been let go, they've either come away with a bit of a financial package or they've been ready for it and they've put some savings away and they've got a window of opportunity. They've got three months, six months, a year to say, right, if I can't nail this, okay, I've maybe got to go back to another corporate career, but I'm going to give it a shot. And so I need to, I need to be the best I can. I need, you know, my, my social profile, my business profile to be hot. I need my, my consulting CV to be really good. And I need, that ability to stand up straight when I go to a networking meeting, when I go to a prospective client and wow them and get my message across first time. And that's where I help them. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. And uh, it is surprising, you know, once you do make the jump, um, how many things you you don't know that you just kind of mm. pop up and you're like, crap, I didn't, I forgot I need to do this. Yeah. Uh, someone but... else always took care of that. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, hey, man, we are we're at the end of the the episode here. They go by super quick. Um, before we close mm. out, though, I got some fast questions for you. Um, okay. I always start out with books. I'm a big bookie, and so um, the question I got for you is: uh, if you could choose or do two recommendations, one for the topic you're talking about, um, it could be either leadership or business, and the other for just general life wisdom. What recommendations would you give? So the first question, I think the one I would give, and I might get the title wrong, but I know the authors, I think it's called um, The Art of Body Language or The Power of Body Language. And it's by Alan and Barbara Pease. And it's such an eye-opening book, all about body language. And um, it's amazing when you read it, then you look at it and go, I can see that I can see people doing this stuff. And I know what it means. I know when it means they're liking me. I know when it means they're not liking me. So that's one book. Uh, from a life lessons, uh, a book called The Five People You Meet on the Way to Heaven. I can't remember the author, but the story is about a guy called Eddie at a 
a fairground. He dies in a tragic accident. And the story is about the five people who've had the most influence on his life. And it's brilliant. And it really makes you think, who have I got around me that is a big influence for me? And if I haven't got them, who do I need around me? Interesting. I like that. The five people you meet on the way to heaven. I'll have to check that mm. one out. Um, next, next question. Uh, habits are the foundation of our life. And so I always like to ask, what is the habit that contributes the most to your success? For me, it is about waking up every day and taking stock of the day. So uh, I'm very planful. So I will always end the day making sure I'm really clear what the, the next day looks like and maybe the rest of the week. But I might have had a really bad night's sleep. I might wake up and see an email that says, James, we've got an urgent need for something. We need you on it. We need it by lunchtime. And that, that affects the plan for my day. So I always begin the day by saying, right, what's, what's happening? What am I doing? How am I feeling? What's the two or three things I want to achieve today? Anything extra is a, is a bonus. But I think you've got to start the day right. And you've got to wrap the day up in such a way that you feel you've completed it and you're ready for, for the next one coming. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, uh, every night before I go to bed, I, I choose three things that I want to accomplish the next day. Because if I don't, I just I get into the day and I just start doing random shit. Like yeah. it's just <laughs> it's it's like why did I spend you know five hours doing on this little web page over here? But yeah, um, yeah, I love it. So all right, next one. Uh, if you could go back to James, who was um, let's say just getting started in Momentus, you know, just mm. left your corporate job, um, and you're you know just going out into the field uh, and give that bat James one piece of advice moving forward, what would that be? It would be don't wait until you think everything is in place and perfect. It will be perfect enough. Absolutely. People are forgiving. People are forgiving. Yep. Yep. I agree. Uh, just, just do it, man. Just get out there. Yeah. Uh, I, I've, I've waited way too much in my life. So you're right. Just, just get it, get it done. Um, get the minimum viable product out there and, uh, yeah. and you'll eventually it'll improve and, and you'll have a final product, you know, years from now. Totally. Uh, next question. Um, favorite quotes. I love quotes and words of wisdom. You know, you don't have to, if you don't know it by heart, uh, this is kind of a hard one to ask because, you know, having a whole quote in your mind is difficult. But um, if you could just give your favorite, uh, you know, word of wisdom, um, what would that be? I think um, I'm going to I'm going to give some words of wisdom for my late father, who, as I was kind of going through that corporate career, that middle manager phase and questioning, you know, when should I leave? When should I be an entrepreneur? And he always said to me, you'll you'll just know when the time is right. Your gut will tell you, don't rush it, but you'll know. And when you do know, then just go for it. Um, and and his other motto was, if you don't ask, you don't find out. No matter what, don't make an assumption. Don't assume someone will say no. Don't assume they won't like you. Don't assume that the answer's not there, you know, at the other side of a question. Just ask and you'll find out. Yep, I love it. Trust your gut and just ask. Those are great, yeah. great words of wisdom to live by. Um, awesome. Well, hey, I know there are plenty of people who are watching this who appreciate everything that you've shared um, and they want to get in contact with you. So what is the best way for them to reach out to you? Best way is probably on LinkedIn. Search for James Perryman. You'll see a photo that looks remarkably like me looking now. Um, if not, check me out on the website. It's www.momentus, which is momentus.uk.com. 
There you go. Momentus.uk.com or uh, James Perryman on LinkedIn. I will put his uh, his URL and um, the LinkedIn URL as well in the show notes. So if you'd like to reach out to James, go down there and click through. Fantastic. Thank you. Awesome, James. Again, thanks for coming on. For everybody who's here on this journey with us today, thank you guys for showing up. Um, we appreciate having you here with us today. Again, the best way to support the show is just to subscribe, like, and share with your friends and family. Um, other than that, I hope you guys have a great week and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you guys for sticking with us on another episode of the Pursuing Greatness podcast. I hope you got a lot of value out of that guest. Um, again, the best way to support the show is just to subscribe, like, and share with your friends and family. Also, check out pursuinggreatnesspodcast.com if you want to get more information about what we do and what we offer. Um, I hope you guys have a great day and, uh, and keep living in integrity with yourself. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode coming shortly.